0: one two three Hallelujah! amen praise god amen all right let's all be seated in the house of the lord amen you guys sound mighty powerful amen amen all right well let's pray before we get into this thank you father god in the name of jesus for blessing us lord blessing us to be here tonight we thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you and we praise you and honor you and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Clap for the Lord. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. All right. Look at your neighbor. Say, get your Bible out. Amen. It's that time. You got to get the word. And, you know, this word. Never stopped. Amen. So, as soon as God sent it out, it never stopped. And so, nobody could say, oh, oh, I've already read the Bible. You can't already have read it. You got to study. You got to keep because it's living and it's always going to be uh, a lifeline for you if you see it as that. Amen. And so, I want to preach uh, this message tonight. It's, it's Faith Academy. And, you know, it's like, what do we believe? You know? Um, i I want to preach this message tonight entitled core beliefs core beliefs and this is what we should believe as christians i'm talking about all christians should believe this you know there are some differences right you guys met people that are christians but they don't believe the same way you do anybody in here with me and and there are some differences and this is not about a, a theological debate this is not that but when it comes down to core beliefs it's like uh if you're a christian you need to believe this and and this is what it is and this is what god has laid out so that we can all benefit and grow and walk in power in the earth and so what we should believe as christians the first thing you should believe is that the bible is true and so uh, we'll talk about salvation in a minute but a lot of people you know they find themselves in a situation where they're Oh whatever their life is going to pot or they're struggling and and maybe they cry out to Jesus and that's that's a great thing and and they want to get saved and that's wonderful but they don't read the Bible. They never come to the place where they see the Bible as the final authority, right? They don't they don't see uh, the Bible as the the governor over them as to where I'm going to model my life after this, right? I'm not just going to live this Christianity uh, through my emotions or through my own experiences i'm going to get the word Praise God. and so i would say that's number one because yes we got to get saved and, and i'll talk about that but if you don't believe that this bible is true Praise God. so for me like when i'm witnessing to somebody if i try to talk to somebody even if i try to help somebody if they don't believe that this is true i got nothing else for them There's nothing I can do for you Because This is what I stand on And if you don't believe this is true Then you don't believe the God of this book And so All I can do is pray for somebody to Believe But I can't really give them any counseling Or any type of real help Because everything is based on the book And so the Bible is True And it's at the very core of our Christianity And so Uh, you're not just a Christian but you are a Bible believing Christian y'all in here with me Uh, because a lot of people would say they're Christians in fact the statistics are still probably pretty high they at one point they said 85% of Americans are Christians we know that's not true because there's some Christians that they will say they're Christians but they don't know where the book of John is they, they let alone read it they can't even find it and so that's uh setting people up for failure so the bible is true and at the very core of our christianity go to second timothy 316 second timothy 316 i'm just going to look in the king james um on this and you know get used to that get used to and we're always going to have the word in church we have technology Uh, even when we move to another place, we're going to make sure we have some way to project the word or whatever so that we always have it so that you can get it and you'll know that Pastor Troy is not just up here giving opinion. I'm I'm always going to go according to the book. All scripture, what does that mean? So all scripture. So scripture is the Bible. So all of this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. What does this mean? It's God breathed. This is not just, see some people think that Uh, this is something man wrote and then so they get all into this theology and then they start talking all this well at this time it meant this and and they confuse even themselves and uh, they become uh, educated but miss revelation and so if you understand that this bible is god breathed and so that's why we have our bible declaration that this is this is my Bible. It's God's word to me. And so I believe that God's going to speak to me out of this book. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. And so this is going to benefit your life. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. And so God will correct you through the book. I don't know if you guys have been corrected like me, but we, you could be as hard headed as you want to until you read the book on it. You mess around to get a scripture and you're like, oh. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. The hardened, the heart that's the most hard or whatever, you get that Bible, oh, it'll, it'll soften you up real quick. And so, uh, because here's the thing, you could be in prayer and you can hear your soul talking to you and claim that it was God. Oh, come on, y'all. You know, all these people doing this stuff. You can be in prayer and hear your soul talking to you and you'll say that was God. But what you cannot do is change what the Bible says. And so, and that's why when God talks to you, he always backs it with his word. Uh, God told me to do this or that. What scripture did he give you? Oh, pastor, I didn't get no scripture. It wasn't God. Well, that sounds harsh. I don't care how it sounds. It's true. And see, that, that's the thing. Know too many people care about Uh, how it sounds i want to make it politically correct how's that been working for us how's that how's that worked out for america being politically correct and giving everybody a chance to voice their opinions and how's that worked out so far i I don't i don't think it's worked out very well it hasn't done much good at all and so we need to have an absolute truth that we stand on so all scripture is given by inspiration of god and it's profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness you see that instruction in righteousness how am i going to know what to do or how you know some sometimes you guys might wonder man why is pastor troy always on this obedience and all this righteousness because that's in the book my life is built on the book amen i i'm not uh you know i was telling my wife you know there's different anointings but there are relational pastors and there are directional pastors i'm a directional pastor amen i'm going to direct you as to what you need to do amen um, there's other relational pastors that's just gonna hug you all day but i'm gonna give you a hug and i'm gonna love on you but i'm gonna give you some instruction i'm gonna tell you what you need to do to get yourself in a better situation and i'm not gonna give you no shortcuts amen and so If we stick to the book, we will get that instruction in righteousness. And then next verse, he says, or I think it's the end of it, because it says, uh, or maybe was that it? Okay, there it is. Oh, well, I meant to give you 17. But the reason is, is that a man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. See that? And so that way I could I could be perfect and thoroughly furnished. I can have all I need. To do everything I'm supposed to do for God. As long God. as I get the word on it. Amen. And so you never want to stray away from it. So there are so many interpretations. Right. I've, I've had experiences in my life where people have come to me. And uh, they try to convince me that all these different ways was the way. And they said, well, this is what the, I said. Well, look. I said, uh, I remember one gentleman. Uh, he tried to convince me of something. And I said, well, I got my Bible in the car. Let's go look at it right now. (laughs) Oh, no. See, well, see, what I want you to do is come because we're having a special gathering. I don't need no gathering. It's me and you and the book. Let's get into it. And they don't want to do that because they want to get you around. They want to, you know, get you around some other people. But I'm talking about this is me and you. And so there are so many interpretations, but only one truth. There's only one truth, man. This, This is it. There's only one truth. And so we've got to be very careful that we don't get deceived. We don't get deceived by all these people holding this up, but not actually quoting it. Oh, y'all, did y'all hear me? All these people pointing to this or referencing this, but not actually quoting it. And so they're saying this is what it says, but they're manipulating it and twisting it, and turning it, but see, you never have to worry about being deceived, if you know this, and I'm going to tell you, you know, through this message, you're going to have the Holy Ghost, that's going to keep you connected to this, but what the Holy Ghost will not do, is compromise for you, and that's where we get in trouble, And so people run around looking for the truth that they want instead of the truth that is the truth that will transform them. And so they'll say, well, that's where it says in the last days, you're going to have these uh, itchy ears, you know, uh, pastors with itchy ears, pastors up there waiting on y'all to tell me what to preach. Are you kidding me? (laughs) What? I'm just going, well, I feel like, you know, seems like the congregation needs this. Because well, you know we were all talking. I don't care what y'all been talking about. You guys wouldn't talk all day, but you're not getting me to preach to you what you want me to preach to you. It's only going to be what saith the Lord. Amen. That's it. This only nothing else is going to work. Amen. And believe me, I've had my share of that, and I don't I don't go for none of it because this truth is the only thing that's going to bring transformation into people's lives. Amen. And so you don't have to be deceived if you be willing to get into this and be able to stand on it. So now go to uh, 2 Timothy 2.15. 2 Timothy 2.15. So this word of God here says study. You guys see that? Yeah. And so it says study to show thyself approved unto God. Who you got to be approved unto is unto God. And so it's not what... Uh, Man thinks about you because how I many no man can look at you and see you carrying your Bible and think that you know something? Mm-hmm. But God don't know you ain't been reading it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Man can look at you and say, "Man, you know that that brother must be spiritual with all them Christian T-shirts and all that stuff." But God will be the one that says he ain't in the book. Praise God. And so you got to study. And this, I'm telling you, man. I can testify to this. This is what kept me on track. I was too stubborn to just listen to anybody. I was too hard-headed, too prideful to just listen to anybody. And so I had to know it for myself. So I took this Bible. I said, Lord, if this is real and this is what you want me to know, you're going to have to break it down to me because you know I'm not going to listen to nobody else. And so I took it and read the King James Bible from front to back. And I studied it. And God had me highlighting stuff. I didn't, even know, I didn't go to no Bible training class or nothing to know how to highlight scriptures. That's just what God told me to do. And man, he built such a foundation in me that I was unshakable. And so there were people that came and they tried to argue and say a different thing. The Mormons, the Muslims, uh, the Jehovah Witness, all of them. And I was too grounded on the book. And so they, they didn't stand a chance. Amen. And so, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed. Now, if you don't study, you will be ashamed. Oh, come on. Because you will fall for some stuff that's not true. And you will fall for some stuff that God did not want you to do. And, oh, I didn't heard some people on TV saying some stuff. Manipulating some scripture. Man, you know it's crazy. Like, if you know the book, I'll tell you guys how people, their true colors always come out, always going to come out. It, it might take a long time, but believe me, they're coming. Them colors is coming out, right? And so I remember seeing a long time ago on TBN, it was, it was actually Jamal Bryant. And for you guys, been, you know, he'd been acting a fool uh, lately. You know, Jamal Bryant. I don't know if you guys know him. He's the one that wants to grow marijuana on the church grounds. Yeah, that's something he wants to do now. And, and he's also one that wants to, you know, has, has went and apologized to the gay and lesbian community, you know, on behalf of pastors. Uh, not on behalf of me. But you know what? This was the same brother I saw, and I knew something was up, and I thank God for giving me discernment, but he was preaching a message on TBN talking about click your heels three times. And, you know, you're going to get your breakthrough. I said, wait, hold on. That sounds like Wizard of Oz. Let me, hold on. What's, what's he say? Click your heels. And then he came with some stuff that said, sew your shoe size. I said, ah. Oh. So he wanted to make, this was a, like some type of pledge a or something. Sew your shoe size so that, and commit to a monthly, you know, commitment of giving. And so if you wear a size 12, well, you know what to give every month. That's of the Lord. (laughs) I said, wow. Now I knew way back then, oh, the sun may ride. And then later, you know, manifestation, all this stuff, it all comes out. And so people's character starts to manifest. But the travesty of all of this is You still have people going to listen to these people who are not teaching the truth or living the truth. And they will pack those buildings in. Why? Because they have itching ears. And they want. See, we're not here to relate to the culture, we're here to change it. We're not here to fit in with society. We're here to change it. We're here to bring the kingdom of God into the earth. But we cannot do it without the truth. Amen? We cannot do it without the truth. And so you won't be deceived. Now, how many know the the sad thing about that? I told you guys the story about the click in the hills and all that stuff. There was some people going off. In the oh, they was clicking up a storm click they was clicking and crying and about to pass out and they were just so filled with the power of god if that's what you think it is but if they had studied come on to show themselves approved they would not have gone for no clicking, no heels see I, that's what i want from our church i want you to study i want you to know the book yourself right. that way you hear something Oh, you say, oh, no. yeah. I don't know if I can go for that one, man. And then you will also have a standard. And so you have a standard of righteousness for yourself. You will expect things from yourself. Then you're going to expect things from your man of God. And you're going to expect things from anybody who says they are a person of God. Come on, because don't be trying to represent God and you're not living this thing out 100. But if you study yourself, you'll know, you'll know what you're supposed to experience amen Amen. and so study to show thyself approved a workman or study to show thyself approved unto god a workman that needs not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so you got to rightly divide so if it says rightly divide there's a way to wrongly divide and so there's a way to manipulate it and take it and build a whole doctrine out of it and it's not even actual actual truth amen and so you have to be very careful with that but if you study it yourself then you're going to be fine and so the second thing that we need to have as core beliefs is so first we got to know the bible is true and 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 we stand on it but second we got to know that jesus is the only way okay and so as a christian you must be thoroughly convinced that jesus is the only way and so what does that mean that means if you ain't with jesus you're going to hell Oh, oh, well, uh, I mean, pastor, I mean, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, because my cousin is a Muslim going to hell. I mean, I mean, just, you know, because my, my friend, I have a friend that is so sweet and so loving and kind and they're a Buddhist going to hell. Pastors don't want to say that. I heard one popular pastor. See, they don't, they're, they're scared to just step out there. say this is it man what do you guys think jesus was doing when he walked the earth you think he was trying to get some uh thumbs up and follows and all that stuff jesus was coming at him boy coming with some aggression and letting it be known he was calling out them religious folks amen he was calling them out but in our world today these pastors are soft they don't want to say nothing they don't want to say that uh homosexuality and and lesbianism is wrong and and you know they no god does not accept that he's not approving of that come on and so they want to ride the fence and how many know God don't want us riding the fence. He wants some people to kick down fences. How many of y'all want to go with me and kick down fences? Amen. I got an anointing to kick down fences. Amen. Don't, don't introduce me to no family members that's on the fence. Because if I'm around them too long, I'm going to start kicking on that fence. I want to offend somebody. I want to get somebody mad at me. At least they say I reject Jesus. That's better than them faking And everybody talking about hallelujah. That's the highest praise. How are you going to give the highest praise and you're not even with God? Y'all in here with me? Amen. Amen. And so it's just that simple. Jesus is the only way. There's no other way. There's no uh, side roads, nothing. It's just simply Jesus. Amen. And you wouldn't believe that if you didn't believe the word. And what the word says. And so, John fourteen six, John fourteen six. Man, but I, yeah, so I've heard these, these people and, and these popular pastors and stuff. And they, I, one pastor, I think it was Joel Osteen or something. But uh, then he said that, one time he said something like, uh, well, Mormons and, and Christians, we believe, you know, we're basically the same. Man, are you kidding me? We are nothing like Mormons. Amen. Just they call it it's called Mormon. Mormons religion is they say Jesus, Christ of Latter-day saints or something like that. Whatever that thing is, they say they might have Jesus' name up in there, but they are not Christians. Amen. And if you ever study it, you're going to see find out some stuff that is not biblical it is not according to this book it's a it's a cult man that's come comes after some uh once again revelation that man got joseph smith he goes off and he's supposed to get this encounter with god and now this is the new way so he comes out with the book of mormon but then a popular christian pastor says well we just you know this about we're basically the same no we're not you got to be willing to take your stance. Praise God. I, I say it's time for Christians to decide that that's what you are. I mean, if you don't want to be no Christian, don't be a Christian. But if you are a Christian, you ought to know what you're supposed to be believing. Amen. This is the only way, man. This book is true, and and we got to stand on it. And it does not give us permission to get off into all this stuff. You know, these these man that, that's Mormon stuff man you dig into it you say whoa that's not biblical <laughs> I don't know where they got and I said oh no it's in the book of Mormon oh and Jesus said don't be adding all the books don't be trying to come up and adding this other stuff and so John fourteen six, Jesus says unto him I am the way the truth and the life no man comes unto the father but by me is that what he said so who said that? Jesus. Well, aren't we supposed to be Christians? Yep. Okay, so shouldn't all Christians believe that if you ain't with Jesus, you're going to hell? Yep. Right? That doesn't mean you got to be mean, but it's just got to be a truth that you stand on. And so what you want to do ha- as a goal in your life, you want to help people meet Jesus. Because if they don't meet him, it doesn't matter how good of a life they live, they're not going to make it. Amen? they're they're simply not going to make it and go to acts 412 acts 412 king james acts 412 uh, he says that um there's basically only one name that we can be saved by and that's that name of jesus but uh he says neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved so let's look at this also in the NIV. And let's look at that in the NIV. Salvation is found in no one else. Y'all get this? Yes. So what is salvation? That is saved from eternal damnation. So what happens when a person dies and they don't know Jesus? Hell. They're in hell. So what is that? That means they are eternally separated from God and so there is no other way and so we know that sin came into the world and now we inherit the wages of sin right the wages of sin is death so we inherit that but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus Romans 6 23 and so now if I receive Jesus then I can inherit eternal life and so I don't have to spend my eternity apart from from God amen and so salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved no other name amen. and i'm telling you right there boy that that's going to create some problems you 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 want to you want to find out what um the rock of offense is in all religions is jesus oh man you can you can find some similarities you know there are some people that they may have uh self-discipline and they you know like muslims are very disciplined people they got a lot of self-discipline uh you have you know buddhists and all they're very kind and you know you have all this stuff but the rock of offense comes when you start talking about jesus When you bring out the name Jesus, oh man, that's where the division starts. And Jesus himself said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I'm going to divide between the mama and the kids and everybody because you're going to have to choose. And he basically says, if you're not willing to leave everybody and follow me, you're not fit to come with me. That's the kind of stuff Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so if you know that, then you're like, oh, no, no, that's what I believe. Now, it doesn't mean we don't pray for people, but we can't change what we believe. Because what we believe is based on the book. It's based on the truth. Amen. And so salvation is found in no one else. So there is no other way. So it's just simply Jesus. And, And this is what separates Christianity from all other religions. They don't know what to do with Jesus. But you got to know. Now, you can't just notice because you went to church. Oh, well, I grew up in a church. A lot of people grew up in a church, but they don't take a stance for Jesus. They might be Christians themselves, but they don't take a stance because they don't know how. You're not going to know how to stand if you don't know your word. Amen. Amen. You you don't. And so they're going to say, well, um, like Muslims, they believe Jesus was a prophet. And they give him respect. They respect, oh yeah, he was a good you know, prophet. But uh, they don't believe he's the son of God. There's No, no, God didn't have no son. So, I mean, but he's, you know, uh, Jesus. Yeah, we, we know him as one of the prophets and all that type. So he's in the Quran too, you know. Uh, yeah, isn't that, but what's interesting is like every lie has to have a little bit of the truth for it to be believable. And so it's why is all these people mentioning Jesus in their books? We're not mentioning y'all in our book. I can't get amen right there. We ain't talking about no Allah in our book, but how come Jesus is in the Quran? Yeah, because you got to have a little bit of the truth for it to be believable. Amen. Well, when it's the truth, it stands all by itself. See, lies can't stand alone, but truth stands all by itself. Truth doesn't need anything to hold it up or prop it up. Truth is truth and it stands and it's going to stand forever. That's why he tells us clearly uh, the flower fadeth, and the grass withered and all that stuff. But the word of our God shall stand forever because it cannot be defeated. There's nothing that can be done against this book. Amen. Nothing can be done to change what it says. And so we've got to be a people that are willing to stand on it. And we got to be a people that are willing to have a commitment to where we can't be shaken. And so uh, once again, people, they don't know what to do with Jesus. And so they may know him as a prophet or a teacher and they may respect him, but they never bow to him. See, they don't bow to him, but we know him. As the son of God. Amen. And we know him as our risen king. Come on. We know him as our master. We also know him as God in human form. Oh. Man. We know him as God in human form. Well, this stuff right here is, is very different. Now, how do you know that? It's like you know him as God in human form. What do you mean? See, for me, I had to learn this stuff. I had to say, well, I need, Lord, I need to know where that is at because I need to have a foundation even just for my own belief, just for myself. I got to have such a foundation that is unshakable and that I would not be easily deceived. And so go to 1 John 5, 7, 1 John 5, 7. So, for there are three that bear record in heaven. What does that say? How many in heaven? Three. So it doesn't say two. It doesn't say one. It says three. But there are three that bear record in heaven the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three what? So some of the translations, that's why I like the King James as a foundation. But some of them say they agree in one. No, that's they're more than agreeing they are one amen and so and these three are one so we know the father that's father god we know the word who's that jesus. jesus now you look at this i'm just giving you a simple teaching the word is capitalized the w is capitalized because it's a name y'all y'all in here with me and so some people get confused, well, what the word, what do you mean? Is that the Bible? No, no. Uh, Jesus is also known as the word of God. And so, and I'm going to show you in a minute how you can have confidence in this. But this is really just about your core beliefs, what you believe at the core of your Christianity. If you stand on this type of stuff, you won't be deceived. You won't be shaken. You'll be able to stand on this, and no matter where they come from, left, right, north, south, east, west, whatever, you're you going to defeat them because you're going to be standing on the truth of the book and not standing as someone who knows of the word, but you'll be standing as someone who knows the word. Amen. And so, but there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. Okay, now go to 1 John, I mean, excuse me, go to uh, John, John chapter 1. All right, so it says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was what? The word. And what is that W? It's capitalized again, so it's a name. So in the beginning was the Word, which is Jesus. And the Word was with God, and the Word was... Y'all in here with me. Mm-hmm. Then say the Word was a God also. It says the word. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Amen. And so next verse. The same was in the beginning with God. See, isn't this clear? Like if you just read it, wouldn't you be like, oh, so they've been telling me that god don't have a son and all that and and jesus people that's the deity of christ they struggle with that they struggle with the deity of christ oh no i just can't get that concept but it's all right here it's all right here the same was in the beginning with god next verse all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so is that convincing us that oh no he was there in the beginning next verse in him was life and the life was the light of men and jesus says i'm the light of the world right and so we see this and we're 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 learning just in a few verses of scripture about the deity of christ and so when we say jesus is god are we saying the truth or not we're saying the truth because we believe in the trinity and so it's God expressing himself in three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen? I've taught you guys over these years that the Father's the head, Jesus is the right hand, right? And the Holy Ghost is the left. But they're all connected. And they're all working. And Jesus even said things like, I only do what my Father tells me. I only say what my Father... T- told me to say you know he's always connected and so there's never going to be a time where jesus is against the father there's never going to be a time where the holy ghost is against jesus and there's never going to be a time where they're against the book Amen? amen because they're all connected and so if you know that as a person as you're walking in this earth and you know that then your expectations will definitely change because you'll know you have a foundation amen Amen. praise the lord so uh let's continue and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended not and that that's what's going on in our world today the light is is shining but the darkness won't comprehend it 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 doesn't compute that's why it's, it's it's important for you to share, but you don't argue. It's like, that's like trying to argue with somebody who does not speak English. And that's what you speak is English. Imagine yourself trying to argue. Come on with a Chinese man that speaks no English. And you're trying to prove your point. And you're adamant about it and you're going to understand me and this is the way it is. He don't know what the heck you're talking about. Well, that's how it is when there's so much darkness. And so you expose people to light, but you don't argue. You don't debate. You don't get into all this type of stuff. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Um, So there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He's showing that Jesus is the way. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. See, and so then they're making it clear who John was. He wasn't Jesus, but he was the one preparing the way, prepping people. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. And so that's the true light that's going to light every man. Comes into the world. No other light's going to come. No other way. That's that true light. Okay. um, He was in the world. And the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. See that? So he's in the world. The world that he made. But this world doesn't even know him. Amen. That's just like. You were birthed by your mom. But you you don't know her. Don't respect her. You have no clue. But you came from her. And so imagine this. We're created by God. God makes a way for us to have salvation. He comes into this world that he created. And then gets rejected. By this world. The people that he made in his image. Reject him, deny him. You know, people are more accepting to alternative ways of life, all this type of stuff, than they are to God, the God who made them in their image. People are more accepting to all kind of things. They will accept some stuff that makes no sense. I've heard some stuff to where I'm like, wow. You don't want to bow to Jesus, but you believe in aliens and all this weird stuff. That's just strange. But some simple truth. A, a savior came to give you a way out. Oh, I, I don't know, brother. That's just too hard to believe. But you believe that when you die, you're, gonna, you're an alien inside of your body and you're going to go off into space somewhere what you guys think people really believe yeah that's that's at the core of scientology that's another thing i'm not telling you got to study all these religions but sometimes you got to know what these people believe and you start reading into that stuff and you're like what (laughs) no this can't be true man no it's not true but they believe it (laughs) you know what i'm saying don't want to go to church don't want to tithe but they'll do some crazy stuff like purifying their bodies they'll set up in a sauna for eight hours like what eight hours you up in that thing man what's going on that just shows you the deception he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not he came unto his own and his own received him not see that But as many as received him. See, come on. I mean, are you happy to see when it says but right there? Because, come on, look at your name and say, I'm not like them other people. Man, all these all deep, you ever met some deep people? I remember saying, man, I done met some deep people. I remember I used to be deep. Man, that means I was not deep, you know. You're more like a dunce, <laughs> thinking you're deep, but you're just as dumb as dirt, amen? <laughs> Walking around believing believe some old mumbo-jumbo. You ever get these people that be using big words and they don't even know what they mean? And you, back in my day, we used to call it, oh, that brother, he's a conscious, conscious brother. You know, most of the time it was a, a black dude or something, you know, and he was conscious, always trying to read some books and quoting some stuff out of some books. And you're like, man, that brother, man, he's deep. Uh, he was a doofus and uh, so far from the truth amen no sense and so i remember just having some communications with some people i remember a friend of mine and we were pretty close but when i started to get into jesus you know he was like oh you i had he saw me with a cross on he said you believe in that pagan symbol And and i'm thinking these people don't even know what pagan symbols are they don't even know what they mean. And, but, they're, but they're speaking against the truth. Well, that's because of the deception. And all you got to do, see, what I like to do is look at how lives turn out. How Joe life turned out. How did mine turn out? Hmm. There's a difference. I wonder if it's because of some different truth that we received. Amen. You're going to have fruit. If you do, if you stick to this, you're going to have fruit. Don't let nobody deceive you, man. This, if you stick to this, see, but this is where the devil has deceived people. They don't stick to this. And so they're too hard-headed and they don't bow. But if you do, you're going to find yourself doing way better than people you knew years ago that did not follow the same truth that you follow. They, they're going to be, I mean, I got some friends, man, that's, you know, i am I'm 54 and... I many know oh, that's way too old to be like DJing at clubs and all that. I'm just saying, I don't know if y'all think, huh? Come on, I mean, there oh, ain't nothing cool about being a 54-year-old player. That is out, man. That is no good. You got to live better than that. <laughs> but it's people not receiving truth. Amen. And so, but as many as received him, look at your name and say, I, I'm glad I received him. Man. But as many as received him to them, gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so if we understand that, we're like, wow, I've been given power to become so I can become something greater than I was. I can become something greater than I was. I don't have to be an outsider. Do you understand that it doesn't matter where you came from? It doesn't matter how deep you are in whatever lifestyle you are in. If you believe in Jesus, then he gives you power. Wait, Pastor, but I was in sin for many years more than that person. To him, it doesn't matter. He says, your sins and inequities, I'll remember them no more. If you believe, that's all you got to do. Hey, but I used to be this, I used to be that. Do you believe? And if you believe, he gives you power to become sons. And the word sons is talking about position and not gender. Well, this is also where we have some differences in belief. Because there are many Christians out there today, if you start talking about, I'm a son of God, they're going to look at you like you, you know, like you smell funny or something. <laughs> you start talking about son of God. Oh, I'm a son of God. Shoot, I got, I got power. Oh. <sighs> Oh, come on, brother. Okay, brother. Okay, okay. We get it. Okay. Uh, calm down. But that's what this is what it says. We're talking about John. We're not talking about anything advanced. This is just John, chapter 1. But as to many of them who... as So basically, everybody came and rejected him. But if you believed them, then what did he do? He gave you power to become sons of God. Amen. And so, sons is position, not gender. And it's referring to power and authority and so now i've been given power and authority so if i've been given power and authority why am i defeated oh come on if i'm a son of god and i know what that means if it says that i've been given power and authority and i've been given power over the devil and all the works of the devil then why would i be defeated how can i be a son of god and depressed Oh Pastor Troy, the offensive pastor. But I mean, y'all can, if you got a way of explaining it, maybe you guys can help me. But I don't see how I can be a son of God and be depressed. I don't see how I can be a son of God and be addicted. Come on, somebody, I don't see how I can. Come on, because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. I'm talking about, he says, behold, I'm giving you power over all the works of the devil and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Is this true or not? Amen. Amen. Now it'd be different if he said, if you believe, then one day you're going to make it to heaven. But he said, if you believe, you're going to be a son of God. Amen. A son of God can't walk around the same way as a sinner. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on. But then here's once again, a difference in core beliefs. You can go to some churches and they just keep saying, Well, you know, we're all sinners, brother. We, we're all sinners. I mean, we're all just sinners. We were. See, I'm, I wonder if they read that part about the sons. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask somebody next time that comes up. I'm just curious, like, because he said, We're all sinners, brother. Yeah, but what about the son part? Did you read Praise that in John? Because I believe John came before Romans. Praise God. I believe John came before romans and i believe when john is mentioning this this is talking about some power that we would inherit now if i see myself as a son then how many know i'm going to act like a son if i see myself as a sinner i'm going to act like a sinner amen so which one are you i'm a son amen or you are you saying you're holier than thou i'm not saying that about me i'm just saying i believe and this is what he said i get to have so i've chosen to receive it and so now uh, and there's more to that that i can get into but uh we'll get into the third thing which is a core we're talking about just core beliefs things that you should have rock solid understanding of or at least just commit to believing in these things right just commit to believing the bible is true and that's what we're to stand on commit to believing that jesus is the only way there's not going to be no other way to get people salvation and then number three is we got to believe that the holy ghost is our helper so once again there's a, a division there so some people are afraid of the holy spirit and they think the holy spirit is weird because that's been their exposure i told you guys before but i was at a church and it was a prayer meeting and they some some people started speaking in tongues, and they they kicked them out. Like I saw them, I I, I saw whoa. They said, "Oh no, excuse me, no, we need you to stop that." They said that first. Then the people kept going. Then they said, "Oh no, no, we're gonna have to." And I'm I didn't know any better, but I'm just sitting there in you know in the little prayer meeting, doing what I'm. Thinking this, I'm supposed to do I didn't know anything about tongues because I wasn't taught that at that church. But they were excused. Hmm. That's strange when you start to study and see what God says about it. Amen. And so understanding you gotta have as a core belief that the Holy Ghost is your helper. So the Holy Ghost is our helper, and he keeps us connected to the power and purpose and plan of god so see without the holy ghost you can't stay connected to the power the purpose and the plan of god so you know the power you need the power to do anything but then now you've got to know the purpose man why am i doing this but then you got to know the plan because how many know you'll try to jump ahead of god and you won't be patient but it's god's plan not yours and so but it'll be the holy ghost that says no hold on don't do nothing right now then it'll be the holy ghost that say okay move right now do it you see what I'm saying? But it's all according to God's purpose. And it's going to keep you connected to God's plan and God's power. And so we've got to believe that. And so uh, go to uh, Matthew, Matthew three eleven. And so and this is why this is mentioned so soon. You think about some of these things, even some of the stuff I'm teaching you tonight, it's mentioned so soon, so early on. And it's preparing people for what's to come and so this is what john said you know john is baptizing all these people and everybody is like repenting i'm sorry and all that but john makes it clear i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he that comes after me is mightier than i whose shoes i'm not worthy to bear who do you think he's talking about yeah he's talking about jesus what is he going to do he shall baptize you with the holy ghost and with fire boy they don't preach about the fire no more huh I'll tell you what, if you was preaching about the fire, you ain't gonna be talking about, I wanna go, uh, grow cannabis on the church grounds. Amen. Come on, somebody, you know they ain't got the fire. They talking about, come on, because the Holy Ghost never goes against God. It never goes against the book. And so it's never going to condone. You, you're not, if you, you full of the fire, you're not gonna be condoning lifestyles that are contrary to this book. You're gonna take your stance. Because the fire, is what burns up carnal Christianity. And that's why a lot of people can be saved. But not on fire. They say oh man I said a sinner's prayer. But I think about my walk with God. I Early on I mean I, I said the prayer and I did all this stuff. And I started to do better. But I was still doing too much wrong. I didn't it's like I didn't have the power to not do that or something or maybe I didn't feel see without the fire you don't have a conviction So you don't have the conviction of the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will tell you he'll convict you man he's not going to condemn you but that conviction will come on you so strong to where you say "Oh, I ain't doing that because that's the fire the fire will burn it up but when I didn't have that yeah i was going to church they wasn't teaching me about this type of stuff i teach you guys i was going to church but guess what i was still you know sipping on the weekends and just a little this that you know what i mean and but that was some of that teaching that was watered down that you know the pastor would say well you know i'm not gonna drink but if you you know just don't have too much you know that's not proper teaching because that's not setting us up for victory How many know you can't be a part-time soldier and win in a war? Did y'all hear me? You can't be a part-time soldier and win in a war. You got to be 100. If you're not 100, get out because it's dangerous for you up in here. Amen? Okay. And so the fire burns up carnal Christianity. Why? This is preparing us to walk in the Spirit because you cannot walk in the Spirit and in the flesh you're going to, have to pick which one you're going to do like even galatians talks about you know walk in the spirit then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh so you got to choose i'm gonna walk in the spirit right and so um go to john fourteen 26. i'm giving you a lot of scripture but i'm going fast uh john fourteen twenty-six. so it says but the comforter which is the holy ghost whom the father will send in my name he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. and so it's going to be the Holy Ghost that teaches you. the amplified classic of this uh, gives some extra words for us to look forward to. but the comforter, he's the counselor, the helper, the intercessor. How many of you guys have you experienced the Holy Ghost helping you?: Praise God. Come on, have you experienced the Holy Ghost like telling you some stuff that you didn't know, and you got it? Because sometimes you might not have a chance to call somebody and the holy ghost will give you a right now answer i mean he'll give you some stuff like turn right right now and later on you find out you missed a whole bunch of stuff that went down you see that's the holy ghost but the comforter the counselor the intercessor the advocate how many know he's going to advocate for you see when you understand you got the holy ghost defending you you don't have to defend yourself Oh, you don't have to be all standing. I sit. I'm not going to be walked over. I'm not going to be, I'm not a doormat. I'm going to stand up for myself, man. You get out the way and let the advocate do his job. You get out of God's way. God don't need your help because most of the time you're going to mess some stuff up. But if you understand, I got an advocate, the strengthener. How many know the Holy Ghost will strengthen you when you are weak? When you don't have any strength, you feel like you're at your lowest point, it'll be the Holy Ghost that somehow you'll supernaturally get a pep in your step. That's the strengthener. And he's also the standby. How many know he's right there standing by at 3 a.m.? Come on. 3.15, still there. 5 a.m., still there. He's always there and he's always got answers. And so we just learn to trust him. and We say, okay. Because some people don't have enough confidence, but it's really the confidence in God, not confidence in yourself. And it's you willing to say, Lord, I'm just at I'm dependent on you. I'm solely dependent on you. Then you're going to get this help. The Holy Spirit, he's going to do all these things. The Holy Spirit, whom the father will send. So when Jesus ascended, then the Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit is alive in all of us, all of us that are believers and now we have power acts 1 8 but you shall receive power after the holy ghost has come upon you and now you got the power to live safe come on look at your name and say i can do right every day, I can do right every day. man be running around here expecting expecting to mess up how many of y'all don't tell so, but you you're <laughs> expecting to mess up you say i'm just no. i know just man i don't know about tomorrow man because You ought to expect to do right. Why? Because you got the Holy Ghost. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in uh, Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So now I'm empowered to be a witness. I can do this thing. I can walk this thing out. I don't have to worry about it. You know, sometimes people, they they see me. And like before I saw them. Come on, y'all. But, you know, I'm I'm always happy that I'm living 100. Because, like, you don't know, right, when somebody, I remember, I, I was, just recently, I was at the gas station. And, man, Brother Mark, y'all know Brother Mark from church. Brother Mark, man, he must have pulled up on me, but he had that, uh, he was on his motorcycle, so he had that helmet on and all that. And I was just getting some gas, but he was like, hey, Pastor Troy, and I was like, oh. But I was, you know, I was just me. But just imagine if somebody ain't trying and they not living 100. You don't know who gonna show up on you. You can't plan that, man. They might just roll up on you. And what you gonna, then what you gonna, what am I gonna say? See, that's why I'm always been, I've always been teaching this way. And I hold myself to this standard because I don't, Listen, if I am concerned about what God sees, then I never worry about what you see. Amen. For sure. See? And that's the one I got to an answer to. So I'm encouraging you to know you got the Holy Ghost in you and you got all the power you need to live right, Amen. to do right, to live above board, to be a solid witness for Jesus, not on some days, but every day. Amen. And this is not going to be something that is such an effort on your part. Oh, brother, it's hard to be a Christian. You ain't living with the Holy Ghost power. Because if you got the Holy Ghost power, you know it ain't that hard. Amen. Amen. People that say it's so hard, they're not surrendering to the Holy Ghost power. Surrender to the Holy Ghost power? You're just going to walk it out. It's just what you do. Because He is not following you. You are following Him. Amen. And so... Praise God. So you'll have um, the power this real quick in the amplified of this. It talks about some other words like power, efficiency and might and all this type of stuff. Sometimes that you may encounter something that seems like it's daunting or it's tough or it's a big task. But because you've got the Holy Ghost, then you'll have the ability, the efficiency and the might. You'll have all that stuff. You know, that word power is talking. It comes from uh, the word deutemus, which is talking about that force that capacity you can do it anything you need to do because you got the holy ghost power and also comes from another word a greek word exousia which means you're authorized to do it amen see it's one thing to be able to do something but did you get the authorization to do that and god gives us the authorization so we can go ahead and do it amen and so we've got to always remember how this thing started. Now, in closing this message, when we're talking about core beliefs, your core beliefs should be from the book, but you've got to pay attention to how they come together because a lot of people will change stuff and they'll go and they'll take some scripture. That's why, like, they'll say, women can't say nothing in church. Well, that was Paul talking in 1 Corinthians 14 because they, 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 he was talking to some people that were out of order, and so you can't take that and say now this is a whole doctrine because you can't eliminate what the Bible's already spoken about women being used and your sons and daughters shall prophesy and all that type of stuff. You can't just eliminate that stuff. And so you gotta look at when does it come? Well, when did the church start, the Christian church? Anybody? The Christian church started in the book of Acts. Amen the christian church started in the book of acts so acts chapter 2 they were all gathered together in the upper room right there was 120 of them but now i'm saying this because you got to know what your core beliefs should be about and when the day of pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing of a mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were They were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of what? Then Jesus say, or John was talking about Jesus. The one is coming after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And it set upon each of them, next verse, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And what they do? As what? Okay, so, so they try to say, well, they're speaking in different languages. No, 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 no. Because it's what the Spirit is telling them to speak. Amen. Amen. And so they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so this should be a core belief. So there are people today that don't believe in speaking in tongues. But you know who those people are? Unempowered. Oh, I don't know if that's true, Pastor. Just follow their lives because you need spiritual power to win, man. You're not going to be able to win with some logic, some understanding that you have. You're going to have to surrender. And tongues is an issue for people because it's beyond understanding. They feel like I'm just a babbling idiot. And that's not true. God says you speak as the spirit gives utterance and god will give you words and you'll say this stuff and it's really not to stand up to sound so uh spiritual to other people it's to give you an advantage over the devil It's to give you an advantage so that now you can be lifted up Because sometimes you don't know what to pray. Your prayers are too low. And so you need to be able to speak in tongues to come above that. And so now God will have you communicating. And some people, they don't even know that they're speaking in tongues, but they're actually decreeing. God will use those tongues to decree things and to prophesy stuff into the atmosphere. And you're speaking in tongues and creating a better destiny for yourself. Oh, really? and i believe every single person that is a believer can speak in tongues now i know that they've tried to come with some doctrines that say well uh paul mentions the gift and this and all that but we up in acts right now we're talking about when the whole church first started (laughs) all of them came up out of there speaking in tongues now i say that you ought to have this as a core belief if you don't speak in tongues I challenge you to pray with an earnest heart. Not an understanding heart. Pray with an earnest heart. Lord, I want to speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. Then I guarantee you, you're going to hear a word. And I guarantee you, the devil's going to come at you and say, that ain't your word. That's Pastor Troy's tongues. You just, you just that. You, you heard that tongues from one of the brothers in church. Defy the enemy and say that word. Get, get that word out your mouth. Let it just come out. Even if it's just you by yourself. Whisper it. Mm-hmm. Whisper it in your car. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, that thing's going to build. Yep. It's going to grow. And so, we understand without the Holy Ghost, there's just Christians in name only. Right. That's what we got in our world today. Christians in name only. No passion, no commitment, no conviction. Just lukewarm, powerless saints. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's a lot of them out there. But, we're here and we have not received the spirit of bondage romans eight fourteen 14 all the way down but we've received this spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father and so now we got victory so we're not afraid and so we belong to jesus now and because we belong to jesus we got the holy spirit and because we got the holy spirit we got all the power that we need amen can you just put that last scripture in and i'm gonna close in prayer Romans 8:14 uh, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry Abba Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So you're going to be constantly reminded every single day the Holy Spirit's going to let you know oh you're a son of God now. Oh don't worry about it. You're a son of God. Now, this thing ain't going to keep you down. This thing ain't going to be able to take you out because you're a son of God now. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and give the Lord a hand clap tonight. Praise God. God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close in prayer. Father, we just thank you for blessing us. We thank you that you give us the truth that we can believe and we decide that we're going to believe it and stick to it. We understand that it is the one truth that brings transformation. We praise you and honor you. Maybe you're watching this right now, and you don't know Jesus as Lord. Well, we want to invite you into this family. Just open up your heart, let him in. And he will bring his power into your life. Church says, repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, Jesus. please forgive me for all of my sins. sins. I commit my my life into your hands. This day I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen.